What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Rockcast brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps. Jordan here. And uh, I'm going to fly solo on this podcast. I want to talk about what archery setup um, and bow setup arrows things that I'm using this year. Uh, I've had a few like questions on some things, so thought I would just completely run through it. And especially since I'm shooting the new Matthews V3X, they've done some like really big I would say like improvements are just um they've come up with some new things new ways to put the rest on new ways to put the sight on that uh pretty innovative and then they have a whole bunch of new accessories and I went ahead and got those accessories too to outfit the whole bow and yeah I wanted to run through those and just talk about them coming from my perspective of like I like to tinker with the bow a little bit. Like I can do some of the things to set it up, um, but I don't have like a lot of equipment to do so. So, um, yeah, I don't know. This is like kind of coming from the home tinker that can do some stuff, but like I don't have a press, uh, which can be kind of a pain. But setting, uh, so I just took this bow. So I took it into the bow shop to put my, to put my peep in because they had a press and they could split the string and put my peep in. Um, and then I just had them literally just put it in. And then I went home and, um, set everything else up. Like as far as what I wanted my peep height to be after I set my D loop and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. And one of the cool things about the whole system that they've created, uh, like with the, so as you go through the, the bow first, sorry, I'm jumping around so much. Okay. So the Matthews V3X, before I dive into this deal, uh, Les Welch did a full review on this bow on the Rockside website and the link will be down in the, in the, uh, the show notes. So, um, anyways, like Les goes through more like of the the cross-centric cams and all that stuff like he he dives a little bit more into that I am more of like an end user of a bow I would say I can do some of the things to tweak it myself but if things really went crazy I wouldn't know what to do all right time for a little break to thank our sponsors first we have onyx hunt maps A great tool to use in the field and at home for mapping out all of your hunts. If you use code ROCKCAST at checkout, you will get 20% off your Onyx membership. Go to onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt. And then on the mountain and here at home, I love coffee. So uh, Black Rifle Coffee has an option for everything. Um, Instant coffee on the mountain. That's a little more darker roast if you like a little lighter roast you can use their steeping bags which are great for backpacking and uh, just backcountry use you go to uh, blackriflecoffee.com and use code rockslide at checkout you'll get 20% off your first order and then activejunkie.com is a great uh, website where you can get cash back on purchases uh, through over 1500 brands and retailers so Go to activejunkie.com forward slash rockslide. Get signed up for a free account. Uh, go to the brand or retailer you want to purchase from. Click through the Active Junkie website to that and make your purchase like normal. Active Junkie will give you up to 20% cash back via a PayPal 
uh, deposit or they will send you a check to your mailbox every 90 days. So go check them out, activejunkie.com forward slash rockslide. They've got some of the brands and retailers that we love set up on there. And then firstlight.com, First Light Clothing, love them for hunting. Um, They have some new waterfowl apparel that's going to be coming out pretty quick. And I always like mentioning that First Light does have some waterproof duffel bags that are fantastic. Three different sizes. Um, The two bigger ones have backpack straps, which is nice for carrying through the airport with all your stuff. So if you're interested in any of that, go check out firstlight.com. And with that, we're going to dive back into the episode. Anyways, going through the V3X, you have a 29-inch option and you also have a 33-inch option. I went with a 29-inch option. Um, personally, like I like that little shorter, um, shorter axle to axle, so it's easier to, you know, having a blind, a um, little bit nicer to pack uh, on your pack. A uh, little smaller, you know, just just more compact, easier to to throw in a side by side or throw like more so on your pack and carry it in a boat or in a um, in a tree stand. Maybe isn't as important, but a blind, especially like that shorter axle to axle, I appreciate it. So, anyways, uh, I chose to go with the 29. I went with 65 pound limbs, and I have those backed off. They're probably at like 60 now. Um, I'm sure. So, uh, they're at 60 ish right now. I'm at a 28 inch draw length. And I think that kind of does it for the specs of, of what I got. And then as far as outfitting it, like I started talking about before, and I guess before I go into that too deep yet, uh, I want to talk a little bit about like just Matthews in general. So I started shooting the Matthews, the first bow I ever got with a, was a Matthews Ignition, and that was a kid's bow at the time. So um, my roots go back to <clears throat> to Matthews, and more so just because, like, that's what the guy in town, uh, he had a tiny little pro shop in his basement, like, that's what he liked. He liked Matthews. So I started shooting those, and I liked them a lot. Um, and then from there, I went to the Adrenaline, and that was, like, my first, like, I would say real bow. I bought it actually, I probably off. I don't think Rockslide was quite around then, at least as as you know heavy hitting as it is now. So I think I bought that bow like used off archery talk, and didn't know what I was doing. Um, took it in. I'm pretty sure that my cam size was wrong, like for my draw length. So I ended up having to order a new cam for it. But anyways, um, took it into a a pro shop and they got it all set up for me and and we got a good sight and a good rest and all that kinds of stuff so um and then from there I wanted to try a Hoyt so I went to went to a Hoyt um ended up uh, I got a opportunity to shoot an obsession so I shot an obsession for a couple of years and then when they came out with the VXR a couple years ago I just like really missed my Matthews like all these other bows that I tried, like, the Hoyt and the Obsession, for me anyways, like, their draw cycle was tougher, um, the Hoyt especially, just, they're kind of known for this, I think, it just wanted to, like, jump out of my, when I was, like, back in, in full draw, it just wanted to jump a lot, um, and that was something I wasn't used to, 
And then uh, kind of the same thing with the obsession. And this is more so, I think, just what you prefer and what you're used to. Like all these bows, you can't really say that they're bad. Um, but just for me, I missed the Matthews. So when they came out with the VXR, I went to um, a pro shop in Denver uh, and I purchased a VXR um, when they were brand new. Luckily, they I thought they were going to have to order one in, but luckily they had one in stone gray that I really liked. And then they had one in the 28-inch axle-to-axle, which again, I like that shorter axle-to-axle. And then, yeah, so I bought that thing and they set it up for me and away we went. Um, so I shot that thing for a couple of years and then I got, uh, and I've been super happy with it. Did not like really, um, ever see myself like changing anything around. And then I got an opportunity to shoot this Matthews V3X. And I gotta say like when I first got it, uh, we were just out shooting in the backyard the other day with it. And, um, I was like, I was fletching up or not fletching up, but I was like gluing inserts into arrows and we were just kind of messing around with them. Um, and I was sitting off to the side and Leah was like, Hey, I want to shoot that. So she took it over and like the VXR is quiet. Um, I've always thought it's quiet and it was like dead in the hand. It was like an upgrade. I was, I'm so happy with it still. Um, still got it. And, but she took the V3X over and shot it and it was like, another level of quietness and you know even she said what what I thought was like it was super dead in the hand it's just like nothing there and she thought the same thing and it was even more quiet than the VXR which the VXR is like quiet such an awesome bow but the V3X thus far you know I've had it for oh month and a half probably about a month um I've been super happy with it so Anyways, this is what I decided to throw on it for accessories. Um, I did stick with the Matthews accessories because of the new things that the bow has. So, um, I went with the Matthews, uh, the Bridgelock fixed five pin sight. So, I'm still a little torn on the, you know, on the fixed pin for most things. It's pretty awesome. I am just used to having a slider. I use a five pin but I usually, you know, have been shooting like a spot hog that has a sliding pin on it. Um, so I can, you know, dial out to exact yardages and use my last pin. But anyways, um, using the, the fixed five pin this year, I think it's going to be just fine. The bridge lock system is huge for this V3X. That's really like, I would say probably the, the biggest thing that they made. Um, basically what it is, is in the riser, they have made your attachment or in attachment for the sites that have the like slider bars on them. So uh, companies have come out with this in the past. This isn't like the sliding part on the site isn't new. And basically what it is is before you had your, your bow site that attached to the side of the riser, um, just like normal, you screw on to the side of the riser. Um, that mount was actually <clears throat> had a dovetail system in it that the site had a bar that dovetailed into that mount. So the idea was you could take the site off. If you had to put it in a bow case and you had a site that stuck out there quite a ways, you could take that site off. Um, 
Matthews has integrated that into their riser. And of course, it fits a heck of a lot better with their own system. So with their, um, they're calling it the bridge lock. So with their bridge lock five pin sight, uh, it obviously fits tighter. But um, when Les reviewed this thing, he was running his HHA sight on it and he put it in there. I've seen people put their spot hogs in it. Um, you do have issues with some of those aftermarket sites as far as, you know, they are used to being screwed onto the side of your riser instead of right in the middle of your riser. So therefore your site housing is way over to the left and some of these sites have had issues moving as far right as needed. And some of them that are moving far right thus far, um, you know, you have to modify them a little bit. Like spot hogs, um, they're they're rings that you can screw on and screw off to the site housing. They have like yellow rings and some of them are bigger than others. You have to use the smallest one on that because otherwise it won't slide over to the right as far as needed. And I'm sure like all these companies now that Matthews has come out, this are going to be like scrambling to make some changes and to make options that are, you know, very much more compatible with this. Those things will work, but um, I really liked this five pin or just, you know, going, it, it, it totally makes sense going with a Matthews accessory to a Matthews bow. They're super compatible, you know, everything fits right. And then when you slide that thing in there, like it's pretty dang on, like obviously you're going to make some, you know, minor adjustments to the site, but as far as making any, you know, big changes, it was really close. So that just speeds up the setup time, which I really liked because I don't have a lot of like, you know, bow specific tools at my disposal. Um, so that was nice. And I, I really like that. And it really does cut down, um, on the bulkiness on the side of the riser. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna, I need to shoot it just a little bit more and then probably compare it with my VXR or yeah, with the VXR about, how much difference it makes not having that weight so far to the right of your riser, um, if that makes sense. So, I don't know. We'll see. But so far, like, compact, much more, like, streamlined system as far as your, the site goes um, and your site housing or, like, the way it attaches. But if you still want to attach to the side, the V3X does still have... Um, the screw holes and things to attach your sight right to the side. Ooh, okay, so that covers the sight. The next thing would be the rest. Now, they, you know, Matthew's branded rest, they are the QID, QAD Ultra Rest is basically what they are, or just QAD Rest. Um, so they do have the Ultra Rest HDX that does attach um, to the, you know, again, the side of the riser like usual. But they also have one that um, it attaches to the back of your riser. Now, with the screw or anything, it's like another dovetail type clamp system that attaches your rest to the back of your riser. So, um, again, I you know I could see the immediate you know benefits of like doing that with the site. I haven't. I'm not really like 100% sure what the idea is behind like the rest doing it, but 
It was really easy to set up and it does keep it streamlined so you don't have um, a bolt or you don't have any part of the rest for the most part that's sticking out on the side of the riser of the bow. So it does streamline it a little bit, um, could make a little bit of, you know, like balance difference pulling that, all that stuff, you know, behind the riser instead of putting it on the side. So um, big fan of the Ultra S though. They're honestly they're tried and true like one of the betters of all the rests for sure so um really happy with that and then what should we go to next probably the let's do the quiver so i went with their new quiver that they've come out with um, the low pro detachable quiver and it is one piece um, they also have like the two-piece quiver that is fixed that they they call the low pro but um, in certain situations honestly for the most part I leave my quiver on but there are situations where I want to be able to take that off um, so you do have the detachable quiver option and then you have the other Matthews options as well. They're AeroWeb um, with like that claw detach system. Um, that's always been, I think, a pretty dang good good system. I haven't had that quiver in a in a long time since I had my journal in, but um, so I chose the the Low Pro detachable, which is one piece. It is detachable, um, the and it does sit really flush to your bow. I it's not like I the so there's a like a mount that goes on the top of your bow that a circle from the quiver side slides into and then it rotates on that and then it swings into the bottom mount which has the clasp on it to latch it in hopefully that made sense um, when I first got it the clasp to like you know lock it let's say lock it on and off is was pretty stiff. It's gotten better since I've um, clipped it on and off more. I would say that to take it off, like after you've messed with it a little bit, it loosens up um, and taking it off is pretty quiet. Putting it back on, I wouldn't say is like the most quiet. It's not bad, but uh, where that, where the bottom of the quiver goes into the dovetail to then clasp on on the bottom to lock on like that can ding together a little bit, um, whereas taking it off, it slides much better. Um, but it just seems like the tolerances are so small, which is good, I guess, um, on the bottom to get that dovetail in that it takes a little bit of clinking around and like you, you can't do it without watching it for sure. Um, you can take the quiver off without like looking at it, I think. Um, you can easily find that locking deal with your thumb. You can flip it off. And you can take the quiver off pretty quietly. Um, putting it back on is the only thing that like takes a little more attention. Okay, so that covers most of it. Um, I did go ahead and go with the Matthews as well for stabilizers. So um, I I am one. I do like a back bar system, um, and then of you know of course I like a, a front bar. Typically, I like a longer front bar. Um, just it seems like it helps with stability, especially out here where it's like it adds a little more weight to your bow, which you got to be a little bit careful of. But um, 
in more Western scenarios or like here in the Midwest. Um, I'm in Nebraska currently. And when we're hunting here, like the wind can really get a hold of your bow and move you around. And it does seem to make a difference with a longer front bar and then a back bar gives you just a little more weight. Um, so with that, I got a 10 inch for the front and then I just got a little six inch for the back. And I think that that's pretty standard. Everybody kind of has their, their preferences. Um, I've heard that if you want, like if you want a, a front bar or if you want like a short back bar of six inches to offset it, you should put like double that on the front. Um, I don't know. I've, I've used like the extendable, um, the extendable stabilizers before and they're, they're okay and move things around, but it always seems like that 10 inch mark is about where I like to be like that 10 and six. So that's what I went with there. And then if you're going to go honestly with even any kind of a front quiver, um, or sorry, any kind of a front stabilizer, I would highly recommend getting like a quick disconnect type system. Um, one of the nice things about it is it, like if you use a, a sling for your wrist, you know, like a little sling that slips over the top of your wrist when you put your hand in your, um, on your grip. Um, if you're, if you have to take your quiver off a lot or God dang, not my quiver. If you have to take your stabilizer off a lot and put it inside your bow case, uh, you have to twist that thing forever and then your sling is just also, it comes off because that is where that thing attaches to. Um, so if you use a quick disconnect, it's obviously it's just quicker. Instead of unscrewing the whole thing, you just unscrew it like a few turns and then they have this, um, it's just a quick disconnect type system. It slides, um, the piece that goes on the threading on your stabilizer slides right out of the um, you know, static piece that screws onto your bow. And it's just really, it's easier to get it on and off. And then your uh, sling, your wrist sling is going to stay in the same place every time too. If you like using one of those. Um, gosh, what else did I get for this thing? Um, that's That rounds it out. It really does. It rounds it out for the bow. And I'm really happy with the system so far. Um, the first trip is going to be here in just a not too long here. Uh, a couple weeks, three weeks, um, going to Alaska for caribou. It's a bow only trip. So we're going to hopefully try to break it in there. And gosh, I think I'm pretty sure that is just it for the bow. Um, quickly for the release, I had a couple people asking what release I had on Instagram. Um, that is the Carter too simple. It is a thumb release, um, or a thumb trigger. I like it. Big fan. Um, I've also got another Carter thumb trigger that is just my backup release. Um, I don't have anything really too crazy to say about those. I personally like the thumb releases. Um, I don't have a wristling for mine, and that is something that it wouldn't maybe hurt to have sometimes, but I just make sure that I at least have a, uh, have a backup with me all the time. And that's all I have to say about that, I guess. Uh, on to arrows. So switched up a little bit for arrows, um, just as far as what I'm shooting for weight. Like typically I like 
to be, I found the sweet spot the last few years of like 460, 4 to 480 maybe um, on my weights. You know, over the last three years is just kind of what I've shot. Um, I've gone through like um, the deep, let's see, I'm shooting day six this year and I have been shooting day six for the last um, couple of years, but the Black Eagle Deep Impact are what I used before that. Um, does a, you know, a small, heavy, heavier arrow. Um, I like the outsert system. They're like half the inserts, outsert systems. Um, I'm not super educated on all that, honestly. Like, I geek out on a lot of stuff gear, but that is just one thing that I don't really dig too much in is arrow components. Um, I just seem to, I play around with things enough to find what works and then I try to just stick to that. So with, um, with the day six, they're using their centric, um, outsert system. So obviously that's what I'm using there too. I'm using their three, uh, 350. So those are, I believe they're 10.1 grains per inch. Um, and then honestly, I'm not even sure what Brian cut those to, but I just put the inserts in the other day and with shooting 125 grain broadheads, I'm up in the five, I'm like just at 500 grain. So a little bit heavier than I'm used to shooting, but, uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to shoot them, uh, some more. So that's what I'm going to be running this year. Pretty pretty pumped about that and then gosh I think that's it for oh broadheads geez also shooting the day six broadhead um I really like that simple system um those things stay like razor sharp after they've gone through an animal like I've totally been sold on them and yeah look forward to, to trying or not to try for trying those I've had them for the last couple of years but anyways starting to starting to veer off um I think one thing too I'll talk about real quick, uh, rangefinder wise that I'm gonna be using on that caribou hunt. Um, I'm gonna take you know your standard like handheld type rangefinder, um, and then just a standard pair of binoculars. I'm not gonna try to do a rangefinding binocular. Um, I'm gonna use I'm gonna take that new 5K from Sig Sauer. So uh, I've used that that rangefinder for uh, the last. Gosh, I had it last year, I guess, or um, at the very, very beginning of this year. Sorry, I had it at the very beginning of this year, not quite at the end of last year. Um, but that thing, like, if you want a rangefinder, in my opinion anyways, if you want a rangefinder with, like, some pretty simplistic ballistic abilities, um, it doesn't have the crazy displays like the 8K does, um, but it'll do... A ton of things as applied ballistics, um, uh, ultralight integrated in it, pair it with the BDX app, put all your info in for rifle hunting, and it'll give you um, your ballistic solutions. And it also has like in the environmental sensors on it <clears throat> as well. So it'll read your, um, you know, your pressure, humidity, and temperature. Yeah, pressure, humidity, temperature. Um, it doesn't have a compass in it, so it can't, it, it's just not the, the, quite the ballistic abilities of like the 10K or the 8K, but honestly, for hunters that are just wanting to shoot out four or five, you know, 600 yards, um, and you're looking for like the best bang for your buck as far as like an archery 
rangefinder and a rifle rangefinder. Um, I think that 5K is like right in there. So that's what I'm going to take with me to Alaska. And I think that's all I have to say on this episode. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much, but yeah, go check out that V3X. Honestly, like go, go in and shoot it. It is, it's pretty awesome. Like it was, you know, I was expecting it to be like, oh, it's only been a couple of years since the VXR. They're going to basically be the same bow, but I really do think, especially, you know, with the bridge lock system that they've come up with. Um, yeah, it really does streamline the whole thing, gets your weight more centered on the riser instead of kicked out to one side so honestly it could even eliminate depends like how much those arrows are going to weigh on that one side but it could even you know eliminate how if I use a back bar or not um getting that weight off or how definitely how I set my back bar might not have to set it like swung so far out to the side um to compensate for those accessories being uh, attached to the right side of the riser. Now that they're moved in to the center, um, I might be able to swing my my back bar back in. Um, but still getting used to it, and um, I haven't played or I've been shooting it a lot, but I haven't been setting that kind of stuff um, yet until I get my full like um, arrow set up and full quiver and all that stuff onto the side of the bow. So, anyways. That's basically all I have. Hope you guys have a good one. Uh, check out Les's V3X review on rockside.com. And then on the Rockside forums, there's a thread that correlates with that. If you have any questions, he's probably the better one to ask about like the super nitty-gritty technical details. I'm more of the, uh, the end user that can kind of redneck fix things if they break in the field. So that's all I got. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.